When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Space The final frontier These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise Its continuing mission To explore strange new worlds To seek out new life and new civilizations To boldly go where no one has gone before Episode 13. Season 4, episode 13. A De- rainy type of day for a... No! <laughs> for a pretty... We wasted all of the introduction. Wait, wait. We have no time for an introduction okay. because... Wait, you just started it over? Uh-huh, yeah, so that we... <laughs> there's no voice. Oh, okay. We're just supposed to start. Sorry. <laughs> Welcome to Treks in the City. Season 4, episode 13. Devil's do. No. Now, well, you sound like Krista Tippett <laughs> on BA. <laughs> so, so oh. you've discovered uh, atoms yeah. inside of. Um, what if there were two of them? My God. Is there a show with two of them? Two of those? We're so. I'm Alice Wetterland. I'm Veronica Sorio. We're so I'm Alice Wetterland. <laughs> it's like that's so Raven, but <laughs> cosmic. Um, my God. But we are. This is an exciting time. For some reason, we haven't had him back on the show. I am so excited. In way too, it's been way too many episodes. He hasn't been to the new studio. There's Wi-Fi passwords everywhere. Um, there's just banana chips. Are those plantain chips? Mm-hmm. God, I love plantain chips. Thank God for plantain chips. Am I right? I mean, literally. Have you guys heard about the new pineapple way to eat a pineapple? No. Let's let our guest weigh in. You know him from TV, from movies. He was in um, uh, that w- office Christmas party movie, I've decided. Uh, <laughs> you know him from Pretty Little Liars. He wrote on season one of Pretty Little Liars, but was summarily fired for um, being too awesome. Please welcome Guy Branham. Hello. Good to be here. Uh, for a period of time, Woo! I had winner Top Chef Baltimore on my Twitter bio. <laughs> And I have to say, I got some offers based on that. <laughs> Whoa. That's Hollywood for you. That's Hollywood. Did you um, just write anything and do anything, or did you win it? Uh, no, I did not win Top Chef Baltimore. <laughs> um, but a candidate for governor of Maryland asked for my endorsement. <laughs> Whoa. Cool. Are yes. you from Baltimore? No. That candidate. So this needed is like it. all wrong. <laughs> that candidate was like, I will take anything at this point. She really would have. <laughs> wow. Um, this it would be a bad endorsement too. Now at this point, I'm, star, I'm starstruck by your fake bio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to remember not to ask you questions about it. Yeah, um, we'll hope tomorrow. My God! So I was on Twitter the other day, and uh, you know, just slogging my way through Bernie Bros. 
And I found a video <laughs> of someone eating a pineapple, not eating, but like, like dismantling a fucking pineapple instead of by doing the way we all do it, which is to like let it go rotten and then let it throw it in the garbage. Toss it. Yes. Toss but it. Like, mm-hmm. pe- like the little like sections peeling them off. Like just like. Oh, whoa. Like it's. It's like God had a plan the whole time. So what, just what sort of like remove the top and then you remove the little sort of like, because it's a compound fruit, of course. It's a compound fruit. Uh, like a, a raspberry. It's right. got those little things. It's it's, a, it's it's composed of several parts. Quadrants, if you will. And if you want to, you can just go ahead and here, I'll just, I'm just going to search on Twitter. If you want to do this at home, guys, search on Twitter for pineapple. You'll see 7,000 tweets in the last hour because people can't stop tweeting about pineapples. Um, this woman, let me see the videos. She there. Here's a, here's a pretty like just simple video. I mean, that's awesome. Oh, ridiculous so this whole time we didn't know it's just been sitting there you guys i went to college in the 90s um and so a a little boy from a farm town when i showed up to berkeley full of southeast asians who were very ready to show me like the porcupine method of uh eating a mango i Uh was just like oh that's astounding i didn't even (laughs) know that that was possible i don't know what that is you just like you cut off the halves of the mango and then you you take sort of like the the side that's a semicircle and you just score it into like check marks and then you push up the top uh, oh. push it up from the bottom and it like becomes like a hedgehog of like ready pieces of, of cubic, mango of cubic yeah. Yes. Of if you follow yeah. Ali uh, Wong on uh, Instagram, you can see her daughter Mari uh, consuming a mango like that um, within the past like uh, d- d- like week. Oh, I must follow. Yes. That's a wow. must follow. Yeah, it is a must follow. Um, I don't know why I'm not following her. So the point, I think we're all not getting enough fruit to be able to make these deductions on our own. Yeah. I think we're not figuring out we don't fruit have enough pectin. in the wild enough. We don't have, we're not grabbing we're, them from the pectin. trees to like try to get in there. We're a pectin avoidant species. Alice, as uh, as a Minnesotan, what is your favorite fruit? Um, potato. I would say probably <laughs> potato. Um, God, I don't know. I guess apples because we have apple orchards there. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't have to be a Minnesota fruit. No. And you guys do get very excited like... When your strawberries and peaches show up, you're yeah. like, look, we're a place. I used to love peaches and strawberries, um, but I think I, I love the a variety of apple. Like I love there's so many different kinds of apple. I like all the things you can do with apples. Yeah. Apple dolls are, oh, yeah. are an occurrence. Um, if you want to Google apple dolls, just be ready to get freaked. on it. That's where she's <laughs> ready where, to get freaked out on it. You're talking about the ones that turn into witches. Yeah. Okay. I mean, okay, if I'm you, so stressed. depending on how you view witches, they start out as them too. Um, <laughs> Apple dolls. <laughs> Here we go. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Oh no! Oh, oh no! She is. Oh, she's your friend. No big deal. No, no, she's not my friend. It's wonderful. That, she's an apparition. Like, d- no, she just looks like somebody playing bread on a Venezuelan kids show. That's what it looks like. <laughs> That's, someone praying the trunk. The, the, there's a, literally a callback from like she cut the callback for bread. Yeah, from uh, the bread head. Bread. Okay, we have to figure out what, uh, how do you, what do we call the show again? La pandilla de los siete. 
This Le is pandilla horrifying. De los siete. I'm find it. This is horrible. Apple dolls are when I was a little, not on my good list. When I was a little boy, I saw them in a book, and I was just like, I want to do that. And my mom was not artsy crafty like that, so we never got to do it. You never did it? No, I and I was just like, this is amazing. They become witches. They become witches. Look. Uh, the more it molds, the witchier they get. So, um, this you is can Google Apple Venice. dolls, or you can go search on YouTube for Pandilla de los Siete. Ooh, sorry, everybody. You have to go all the way to where they're in the basement. Oh, there you go. Always in the basement. Oh, there you go. This is a Venezuelan children's telenovela, and that's a trunk they talk to. I love the kid acting. So fidgety. So this guy's it, a little mechanic. He's butch. Is it the bread factory of the seven? Is it the bread box of the seven? What's it? Look, look at that guy. There. Right oh, it's here. like a gang. The gang oh. of Why are they leaving? Seven. Oh, this is a whole ass episode. Okay. A whole I just want to I just want a scene where they talk to the bread. Episode. There. there he is. Oh, wow. That's creepy. <laughs> it is horrifying. Yeah, now he's going to talk to it. So that's my childhood. <laughs> so she's looking at apple dolls and going, oh, gross. <laughs> and this is literally what she grew up with. It's like a, a kid's show. All right. Well, that's uh, something for us to all just have nightmares about. Um, <gasps> you should all Google it and see it. That was exciting. Um Guy, we had you watch an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. Now, have you had any experience with Star Trek The Next Generation since we left you? Um, I, I really haven't. I've been away. I like I made you guys let have me on for the first Loxana Troy episode. And we wanted to have you back for another Loxana. I know. You guys offered and I was unable to. And I was like, oh, God, this will simply be another episode. And then I watched it and it yeah. was That's, a truly yeah, iconic yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Had Let's start with all the iconic things. Yeah. So... Mm -hmm. This episode, do I have a plantain in my mouth? Yes. <laughs> first off, the first thing you got to know about this episode is that <laughs> Veronica has a full plantain in her mouth. I'm slowly getting and it's the last two days I've not in out. a sexy porn way. No, it's more like a dried a, chip, <laughs> just a flat wafer of one. Dry pointy um, chip. Um, so can I make a truly horrible and moderately racist comments? Yeah, I just find it interesting I think so. that. Latin America has longer, harder bananas than we do, so that their double entendres are more like culturally accurate. That's you know, amazing. Like, yeah, I love this. If you're making a joke about a Brazilian guy's dick, like just a regular banana, not going to do. Right, Let's get ourselves true. a slightly green plantain. <laughs> well, we don't even use this, bananas. Those are very all the innuendos. In our double entendre, we use like an eggplant. We're trying too hard. Yeah. Yeah. Or a pickle. I mean, the pickle was the original, which the, is like yeah. very embarrassing. Yes. It's sad in America. It's, it's almost like only old guys get to be in the jokes. Um, only pickled. Uh, so this episode, Devil's Due, uh, season four, episode 13, while answering a distress call, as per usual, Captain Picard finds himself dealing with a person who claims to be this planet's version of the devil. devil. <laughs> um, which I love. And I was excited for it to be a guy who's like, ah, I'm the devil. Which, but of course, it's not like a human earth devil. No. 
it's like a sick lady devil from she's like a she's like a nice she's like an eighties she devil. It's like I, a centerfold lady. I love this episode so much. As somebody who's currently watching Star Trek Discovery, or I'm a little bit behind. Me too. Oh but God. like, there's there's no fun on that show, and it's like, what do I want from an episode of Star Trek? Yeah, I want an energy being who is worshipped as a god. Yeah, is it better if they give godlike powers to someone on the Enterprise crew? Yes, but you have to go to the original series for that. Yeah, but this it was like. And it, like anytime they sort of like play with theology, like it turns out the ancient Greek gods were just energy beings from another planet. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I'm in for it. And then also this episode like r- rushes into the way that Star Trek The Next Generation was more feminist than any of the like trying to like, you know, than Voyager. Voyager had a female captain and a really mm-hmm. great female crew. But there was just a way that like the Roddenberry multiculturalism of the mm-hmm. late 80s gives us all of these badass bitches mm-hmm. who Love it. are like wonderful and a little bit hard, but without being like dehumanized. Yeah, I mean, this is the era yes. of we've got this is the era of uh, designing women. Yes, this is the era of like uh, Ka- Cagney and Lacey, I think, yeah. and also uh, Golden Girls. I mean, we've got shows on shows on shows and shoulder pads on shoulder pads and living single. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like so many amazing. Uh, uh, female cultural you, touchstones. Do you know that a good costume designer will make your shoulder pads different because everyone has one shoulder higher? Oh, really? So all the shoulder pads are like, like I'm left-handed, so all my shoulder pads are thin on this side and like thick on this side. I had no idea. Facts. Facts. Facts, Facts. about TV. Facts. Yeah. So now you know more about those TV shows back then. <laughs> this is so stupid. They probably did. I love this moment. So she this shows up. The, the thing is like they... they this is a great clip. First, the the beginning clip is amazing. It's just Data talking about method acting. <laughs> it's I, so you know, good. Let's watch I'm it. I'm all for it. Let's watch the beginning clip because it is... You watch it and you're, and you're like, oh, God, one of those episodes. I don't believe in me. I don't. Oh, God. What evidence That's would Data. you have of my reality beyond that of your I'm that senses? guy. <laughs> I don't know. Why do you doubt your senses? Because a little thing affects them. A slight disorder of the stomach makes them cheats. You may be a bit okay. of... Right. Data wants to act as the stupidest recurring thing on the show. Undigested beef... It's who wrote that? That's up from the play. Yeah, yeah. That paragraph it's from the oh, original okay. Christmas story by Charles Dickens. Yes. And I find this show like they love original scripty bullshit, like Chaucer and shit yeah. like that. So it's all. I feel like it's all has to be Patrick Stewart, right? And so like every time they have a chance to, they'll get the original text in there. So it's like now we have to just sit through. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it, like what a goofy thing to set up this episode. <laughs> the devil. I mean. In an episode that is basically just an homage to the devil and Daniel Webster, it's like, yeah, it would have been too on the... What's that? Devil and Daniel Webster is like a guy who sold his soul to the devil for something, and the devil shows up to like get it, and it's like uh, colonial America, and they hire the best lawyer in America, <laughs> and he says that um, oh, that like I've heard of this. he's an American. Um, I primarily remember it from the Simpsons episode of <laughs> that is based on it, right. where Homer's soul belongs to Marge. But I think the original was like you can't have a soul because in the United States of America everyone is free or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But like it's very much a 
deal with the devil, how do we trip them up? We yeah. deal with, with the devil laws. with uh, human laws. Yeah. Right, which yeah. is very de- Devil and Daniel Webster. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly yeah. So it is a complete homage, yes. I would say. And except that they open it up with this thing. Which, which is, is so weird. I know. It doesn't why? Have any... why did they do Was it because um, they wanted the entire to? time? It's definitely because they wanted it's to. It's definitely arbitrary in a way. But I was wondering if like they wanted to. To like foreshadow the fact that she's like faking this thing or like acting or playing several roles or doing magic. But it's not like that's the point of a Christmas carol. Not it's, at all. It's not like, yeah, I yeah. mean, it does make me want to write an episode of Star Trek that is about how uh, the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future are energy beings from another planet yes. Yes. who yeah. just go from planet to planet yeah. teaching people the meanings of holidays. <laughs> I'm already, I already watched it. <laughs> Again, I want to watch that show. Um, and... Or- is it because the ghosts visit Scrooge? I have a plantain in my mouth. <laughs> Scrooge. Scrooge. <laughs> Is it because the ghosts visit Scrooge just like this woman visits this planet uh, back? Like, well, yeah, she finds out about allegory. the assassin. But then there's that extra layer. But why the acting talk? Like the because the they want to because they are sick and tired of being on space show and just data gets sick of doing data yeah spiner gets sick of being like oh so he wants and to do this season four and he can demand bullshit oh yeah you bet it you bet he can he can demand uh asymmetrical shoulder pads i don't give a shit it's also weird because didn't patrick stewart have a one man a christmas carol that he was doing for a while what yeah oh and, and my it's God. like if he loves it that much like how pissed is patrick stewart that he's not getting to be the one That's he's hilarious. just in the scene with him too yeah. Yeah. He's just like sitting later. by him like a cuckold scene. Yeah, well, maybe that's what he's really into. <laughs> Big action cucked. <laughs> if, <laughs> Stuart is nothing if not an acting <laughs> cuck. Your performance skills really are improving. Did you get off, though? <laughs> but I'm aware that I do not effectively convey the fear called for in the story. Well, you've never known fear, Data. But as a, an acute observer I of behavior, you should be able to approximate it. Sir, that is not an appropriate basis for an effective performance. Not by the standards set by my mentors. <laughs> okay, who are his mentors? <laughs> um, like, because all of the actors that we've seen get Academy was... Awards. He's probably talking about Rami Malek, right? <laughs> yeah. the... I thought he was going to say, yeah, that and... Um, the great actors such as Rami Malek. Casey Affleck and then... <laughs> Casey Affleck, yes. <laughs> and then Jordy. <laughs> Just coaching him in his room. Any time on Star Trek, they have to talk about the greats from some field. They always mention two people that you know, uh-huh. and then Throcknar uh-huh. of Dordovac. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh yes, the third great playwright uh-huh. that we all love. Yeah, but uh-huh. I heard that Throcknar Dordovac got accused of inappropriate tentacle contact. It was almost uh, erased from history. Yeah, no, he was canceled. <laughs> he can only perform on Theta Z six or whatever. They have loose standards. Them. So find the another hero. The men's rights planet. <laughs> <laughs> the men's rights planet. Um, <laughs> Every store is a Docker store. But, oh no. <laughs> um, Data, you, we have, you have to admit, like the men's loungewear of the Victorian era is the best. Like it's a lot. Smoking jacket, little okay. tassel on his mm-hmm, on his nightcap. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but can you imagine something the hat more? Makes me laugh. If you're trying, okay, I would say I like it, except that I don't like it. Here's what I like. I like this various stages of undress. For instance, the um, the 
outfit that um, what's his name wears in uh, well, this is the part of the podcast where I can't think of any of the references wow. to. Alice has been a I'm long like time. such a grandma. <laughs> I'm like you know the movie. With the guy who's the funny guy, and then you find out I'm talking about Jack Nicholson. <laughs> All right, um, Sense and Sensibility, uh-huh. and it was Colin Firth, and uh-huh. he was wearing an open, like a sheer, like a thing, like a puffy, yeah, like a puffy, like a yeah. puffy sleeve towel. Like, okay, yeah, puffy is like okay, but if yeah. the if the person wearing it is already in his own way, kind of like I don't know if he's. I don't know. I feel like it looks good on like really hot Abercrombie guys in Colin Firth. Yes. Or whatever. Like the puffiest. The puff the puff sleeves. Yeah. I, I like the 70s. I really like when terry cloth and silk can be employed <laughs> in the same loungewear. Do you know what I mean? But I feel like in the like Victorian era, you're getting all of these like prints and these fabrics are coming back from colonial places just making you look fabulous. Yeah. But who has the time and effort? I don't understand a well, robe or a smoking. It implies that you have a person putting them on you. Yes, the exactly. The slippers yeah. with the socks and then the little hat and then the little, yeah, it's all, I, it's I, like. I guess if you're in a cold place where like you need those things on, but like. like who has the time to like wear a robe and then take it like you're taking out my steps? clothes yeah. and then putting on a like yeah. other clothes a and then a robe set. over it, but then I'm gonna take that off before bed. Yeah. Entire. You're a never nude by default. Yes. You know? You really are. You can't, you know. People were trying to get nude <clears throat> for a long time. They Ooh, couldn't they couldn't get there. They couldn't Just get could naked. Not get there. So this scene aside. Um, no, no, but like wait. So you, the, you want me to play it? Yeah, yeah it's just <clears throat> Something Wait, happened. Did I mute it? Something happened. Oh, I think it needs to be moved a little bit. Look at this. <laughs> oh, Stanislavski, Adler, Adler. Garnoff. Yeah, yes, yeah, exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. <laughs> Speaking of a Christmas carol, listen to the sound my, my mic stand makes. I like the uh, Garnoff's theory. <laughs> this is very haunted. This one, yeah, this one to look. It's not doing it. There we go. <laughs> I'm here to show you a clip from episodes past. It's literally from episodes past. The ghost of uh, other podcasts. <clears throat> Ooh, he's fiddling with it, ladies. Ladies, it's Brett's sort of, fiddling with it. That is not an appropriate <laughs> basis for an effective performance. Not by the standards set by my mentors. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Your mentors? Yes, sir. I have studied the philosophies of virtually every known acting master. Paul Newman. I find myself attracted to Stanislavski. Known. Adler. Known. Garnoff. Okay. Garnoff. of an acting technique known as the method. Did Garnoff use the method? What's the method? I mean, Garnoff may be some Russian person I've never heard of, but I bet he's a made-up. Yeah. Why would you choose such an old-fashioned approach? Perhaps Isn't that funny? the technique requires an actor seek his own emotional awareness vaguely familiar. But surely that's an impossible task for you, Data. Sir, I have modified the method for my own uses. Since I have no emotional awareness to create a performance, I am attempting to use performance to create emotional awareness. I believe if I can learn to duplicate the fear of Ebenezer Scrooge, I will be one step closer to truly understanding humanity. That's what I do when I'm like dead inside in a scene. When I have to act and there's like all death inside. You just like uh, some people just go <sighs> like if you have to feel feelings, you just yeah. breathe yeah. as you breathe when you feel <clears throat> oh, the yeah, feelings. That's a good idea. Yeah, I sometimes outside make, in. Data's doing outside in. Data's doing outside in. Uh-huh. I sometimes make the facial expression like what like, of like if I'm needing to be real sad, like mm-hmm. I get my face a little bit sadder first than it is, and it's hard to describe. Do it do, like, it. do it. Do it. Do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ready? I'm 
happy, and now I'm... I wish I, you guys could see this, but this is not for anyone listening. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> that was beautiful acting, but I just want to say, for my money, I don't want to see Alice Wetterland crying, Hugh. I want to see Alice Wetterland make people cry, Hugh. That's, right. That's <laughs> right. Bernie yes, does. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Come at me. Oh, my God. I'm like... Come at me, Bernie bros. Who I are got the Bernie a, bros? I got in a fight with my boyfriend about Bernie bros because... Okay. Tell um, me everything. Um, because he's a Bernie supporter. <laughs> his first argument was... Hillary was a terrible candidate. That was his first argument. It's like, and he said it as a, as though it was a thing that he's been meaning to tell me for the duration of our relationship. Like something that your partner does that drives you insane. Like, you know, like you haven't practiced piano, but you want to be great at it. That kind of a thing. But he said it like, like he's that. been holding back he's for really a while from the beginning. Blurts it out, and I was like, okay, but I agree. You know, I was like, I was trying to separate the Bernie, the Bernie from the bros because, and then this other person was online the other day being like, stop calling women of color Bernie bros. What is happening? Like, who said that? Some, I guess, real person who is a female black Bernie supporter who's getting mad that people are calling Bernie supporters Bernie bros. And I was like, but what do we call the real life, like actual, like maybe bots that are terrorizing us? Like, what do we have to have a name for them? Bernie bots. Did you see the white white reggae group that played at his announcements? (laughs) No. Yeah. How was it? It was a white reggae group (laughs) for bots. It's like, I get that like people want, I, I, there's parts of him that I'm like, yeah, maybe he is the best because he's like, I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a lie detector at the debates, stuff like that, where it's like that is fucking entertaining, and like yeah. I that's do want to see somebody do that. There's I lo- stuff about like, him that's so amazing, and I love. I know that's what I like. Yeah, the part that he, it's amazing, I'm so in for, I'm so in. But yeah. the part that's like, but he seems to have a huge blind spot. Well, the, yeah. the, well, I it's weirdly it turned me off when Venezuela. I was like, I don't know. Blind support of socialism. I was like, oh. Oh, yeah, that's no good. No. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I am uh, so sorry. From a Star Trek perspective, I yeah. have to say. Don't you dare bring it what back. Don't You're you, the guest. I'm going to bring it back. <laughs> Bur- what don't you do every episode? <laughs> no, I, 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 I host other people's podcasts Please. and I apologize. No, but, I um, appreciate it. Like, like Star Trek DS9, he's sort of Commander Sisko. He's like kind of a pissy bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's why Commander Sisko is my favorite mm-hmm. like captain from yeah. the series, but also, you know. Captain Sisko is your favorite captain you, of the I series. I feel like he's wow. a great candidate, a great politician, and also a really good political mind and maybe leader, obviously, of Vermont. But like, when he has An blind activist. spots that are the blind spots that he has in the year of God's 2019, do not not have people like absolutely managing that. And I guess foreign policy, he's starting to become really well versed in that. But at the same time, like you're a hundred and I don't care about that. He wants to say everything is just a subset of economics and like, that's really frustrating because it's not, Oh, uh, race is just about people being poor. Gender is just about women making less money. And like, these things are true, but like there's other shit going on. There is real other shit going on that needs to be taken into consideration. And the disenfranchisement of people who are starting out with worse conditions because of how they look and who they are is not something we we can just ignore. We have to respect the fact that the reason that things like, uh, you know, 
like free college tuition and stuff like that are like on the table is because he he brought it to the table. Um, but also, you know, to win, you have to get a majority of American state, like a, a majority of electors to elect you. And we can't just cross our arms and be like, yeah, the electoral college is fucked. Yeah, because it's like, still here being mad does not change anything. If you like third parties in this country, if I can completely re- railroad your yeah, yeah. Uh, your podcast. You please, brought it back please. and railroaded uh, it in one uh, like fell yeah, swoop. One fell swoop. I just want to say, if you want there to be third parties in this country, you need to be doing something to change how your state votes. Because with the way we vote currently, we're not going to have stable third parties in this country. Yeah. So don't just get mad and cross your arms and say, I didn't vote for Kang or Kodos. Change the way we vote. <laughs> I, I love right. that. Woo! It's true, because um, part of what drives me nuts about this system in America is the fact that there's only... It's this... Uh, by legally. By, by thing. By, sec, by political Se- thing. Yeah, two-party system. Yeah, yeah. two-party system is very... To me, the fact that uh, just because uh, he's not going to get the majority in the Senate, right? Uh-huh. Uh, is that how it works? I'm, I'm trying to figure out what we're doing. You mean to become president? To become president. you get a, So in Venezuela, you just vote majority, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now yeah. everything's fucked in the lie. But uh, <laughs> it, that's supposed to be like it's just the majority. It once was. Majority wins. Yeah. And so there could be as many parties as you want because, you know, it's just going to be net numbers. But here, it just doesn't work that way no. because... It's more like a volleyball tournament here. Because then you're wasting votes for the third for the second candidate into the third one. Yeah. And then you're weakening those two. Yes. And so the the first other countries have things like runoffs and stuff that make it like possible to have Mm -hmm. like more parties but also get it answered. Why are we talking about this on a sex and the uh, on a uh, Star Trek fashion (laughs) podcast? I'm very sorry. Because women in the city. Because women who are sexually open and have lives and appreciate Star Trek and want to go into space have political lives too we can be many things we are I, many hats I don't think so <laughs> I think you're like, trying to cool, run away but not on one podcast mom, <laughs> question. You, said- you can be mom or girlfriend or <laughs> district attorney right oh, wait did you have the tweet about oh you had the the that amazing Michelle uh, what the fuck is that song that you uh, tweeted Meredith Brooks. Meredith Brooks song. Yes. Oh, can I read was Guy's it? tweet? This is my favorite. L-O-L. This is the reason that I came to Twitter today and all also every day. Guy Branham, you know him from Twitter. And from here, like he's here. He's here right now. Guy Branham presenting. Um, what does it do this thing where it buries the thing that you saw hours ago? Find it. Well, just the timeline goes in any kind of order. Every child. Yeah, go for it. Every child should have a father and a mother and a bitch and a lover and a sinner and a saint. And that child should feel ashamed. <laughs> I love yeah, that. You, you, I really saved it at the end. The, the lovely Terry Crews, uh, who is a very nice man, was just sort of saying every child should have a father and a mother, which is a, a lovely sentiment. But also mm-hmm. gay people exist. Yeah. And some of us want to have children. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. Well, it's not inclusive. It's very yeah. like the tarot. The tarot cards bother me sometimes because every couple is like straight, and I'm mm-hmm. like, well, a couple girls here, or like a couple guys, yeah. Yeah. would be nice occasionally. No, and I yeah. understand we can't always be inclusive, but um, we can, but we actually can. You we can, can give try. it a, a little variety. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have 
a terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Emdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up and listening through your app. You said Cisco is your favorite captain in yes. in all of the Star Treks. But yes. what do you think about Anson Mount, Cap- the new Captain Pike? Oh, um, I'm so into this guy. His voice. I, I'm I'm this, not caught this. up enough to have met the new Captain. Pike. No, you are because you watched season two, right? Oh, I, I've I don't think I, I may not have watched any of season two. Oh my god! Sorry. Wait, where are you? Where Where are you on season? Um, no, wait, I watched the first half of season two. I think. Um, have Maybe I met, you already saw him. Have I met Ensign Pike? Is there a, is there uh, red things in the sky? Um, is what's there the red plot? things in the sky? No, I'm very have behind, you watched I think. season two? Okay. Well, this how guy, long ago have you watched him. it? Where are you right now in Star Trek Discovery? He can't. He can't tell you. He's too far behind. I think. I know. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. That's okay. A lot. A lot does happen on it. He's so, just so attractive. That. Whatever. He's my favorite he's like Captain Kirk. He, but, he's like if Kirk and Riker made a baby. But he's gonna be he's he's like baby Captain Pike. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I like watching getting to watch Oh no, I haven't seen him. He has like a oh. Kirk like energy that is But it's very soothing because it's not rapey. Yeah. It, well, it's like they clean slate started a, a new Kirk. I mean, I do love like watching the next generation that like you went from cowboy to like Everybody wants to fuck <laughs> diplomat. You know? <laughs> what about a staid, even tempered person that everyone wants to have sex with? But also you've got Riker. A DDTF. What is that? A diplomat down to fuck. <laughs> yes. And you've got you've got Riker there to be like pretend virile. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean <laughs> so, oh. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean, pretend virile? I mean, he's got kind of a berry energy to him. Um, oh my god, he does. But like, Captain Picard is just so like I'm so into precise it. and silvery. Yes, he is, and he's so he he, he um he's a, like a respect magnet. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like he's a magneto, but for people's respect. <laughs> Also, I would say most of the male like, eye candy on The Next Generation just is on planets with um, bold fa- like bold senses of fashion. Mm-hmm. Like uh, in this one, all of the security guards wear metallic ponchos. Yeah. <laughs> and all the science people wear Adidas by Stella McCartney. <laughs> and it's incredible. Okay, so let's they go a little like, bit forward. Yeah, they have the latest Calvin Klein, like... Uh, uh, raincoat connection. So we will go to the planets after we've um, we've beamed up this science guy because I want to look at his outfit. And he has a really interesting acting style. This guy. <laughs> so there's the, a, his th- hands there's, are just <clears throat> put there. There's a distress. <laughs> there's a distress call from this planet, Veranax or whatever. And this there's a Federation science crew there studying 
whatever. And they get in trouble because suddenly the planet's going crazy and everybody's running around all over the place and causing, and there's like earthquakes. Tremors. And everybody's freaking out. <laughs> They're like, get us off this planet. It's going crazy here. And also, no one ever really describes what that means. Like, it uh-huh. just seems like people are really running around a lot. And then <laughs> it seems like everyone just, yeah, it's a stampede. There's smoke coming off of some of the ziggurats. Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> the ziggurats of Glendale are a little bit on fire. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, it's easily... So they beam this science officer up, because that's the only guy they can get, I think, because everybody else won't stand still. To then text in society. Then text At least they do now. What do you mean now? That's an interesting anthropological question, one we were studying can before Can you see the him? Or? Trouble began. I like the pausing. In the distant past, the yeah, this is Adidas jacket. culture had achieved a, an extremely um, advanced scientific level, but a millennium ago, they level of turned their backs on technology. They reverted to a simpler existence. And remained that way for centuries. The first contact <laughs> was made by a Klingon expedition 70 years ago. Since then, the new technology... I'm sorry. This is Bernie Sanders. It really is. This is is the Bernie Sanders of the Federation. (laughs) He's like, brings uh, very little information (laughs) to the table right now. All right, I got to stop dissing Bernie or else I will be shot and killed. I Uh, do like that it's space anthropology. So frequently, like our technocratic military industrial complex, it's just about science, science, science. And that's what you take seriously. Or politics. And I like that there's, you know, when it's like, oh, researchers who aren't just looking for like metal samples but are like learning about these other different cultures mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. so that there's no prime directive issues here is a little bit interesting that like it is like well they had good technology a thousand years ago so we're allowed to fuck with them well i'm glad that you yeah, bring- they got to warp speed we can decide yeah. their destiny yes. i can yeah i i'm glad that you brought that up guy because I was thinking about the prime directive as I watched this episode in particular and also I was um, thinking about the prime directive discovery <laughs> drinking coffee this morning and, and I like I, I started so to realize like well the reason that they it, the other reason they do is they have an excuse oh they've got hostages uh-huh. they've yeah. got federation hostages they got so trapped we, in the thing yeah, yeah so we're already involved yeah yeah so yeah. that does sort of excuse it it does seem like Riker, I mean, Picard is very excited for it to be excused. Like he's just like, "Oh, great!" Because I do not want this lady to fuck with me at all. I'm. He feels like she's a direct challenge to his diplomacy, and so he is really getting involved. But the other thing I was thinking about the Prime Directive is that here I am. Um, directives passed, but okay. The Prime Directive is extremely colonialist, and. It assumes that the Federation and the Federation technology is so much more advanced than literally every society that doesn't have the exact same technology is going to come upon that, like, we don't want to intervene and ruin their, you know, progression as a species where it's like the Klingons just walk into wherever and they're like, hey, we've got that. Let's start now. Like, but that's okay. Well, that means it, that they're better than the Klingons. It's it's an interesting sort of reflection of the way that in the 1980s, our political attitude towards Africa was like, we shouldn't have to. We're doing a good job by not knowing the names of any of the countries. <laughs> like Europe goes in. And yes, we are buying exploited products from them and stuff like that. But our like lack of concern is <laughs> our American like generosity of uh-huh. not being 
like grossly interventionalist. Right. But of course being like subtly Fully and indirectly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean they're involved already if they're if they're spying on these I mean people. they're not saying in a contract that they're putting their paws on all of all over Africa, but they're doing it by buying and yeah, uh, yeah supporting every kind of yeah. complex. Yeah. yeah. Um just well, watch, I mean if you're already there, just anyway. Um the prime directive is something that I've come Exactly. One second. I'm going to gra- grab the door. Uh, hello? Yeah? Hey. Hi. Is there something? We're just doing a podcast here. Oh, okay. Um, you all right? Yeah, yeah. Who are? Who are, did you, are you looking for someone? Yeah. Can you take off your mask? I'm just behind the door. <laughs> just behind the door. You're just behind the door? Yeah. I think you have a mask on. I do all masks, and my lips are, like, pressed against the door. Oh, yeah. You have to describe to me the improv that we're doing instead of just agreeing with what I, my premise. Perfect. All right, and scene. <laughs> no yes ending here whatsoever. No, no, you don't, Oprah. All right. <laughs> the best improv joke of all of time. It's so good. Yes. I don't understand how it's... I know. <laughs> no, you don't, Oprah. <laughs> wow. In Inventing and denying all at once. Um, all right. So, so let's, let's see what happens here. Because this is um, my favorite apparition of any kind of being ever. Yeah. Um, I have So it. basically, uh, the, this guy describes to Picard and then the, to later to the whole team that the Ventaxians believe that this mythical being is going to come back because it's been a hundred centuries is that what they said? A hundred centuries? Yeah. Ten, ten centuries. Ten, 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 ten centuries. Ten centuries ago. Came and was like, times ten. I'll fix your culture if you promise to be my slaves in ten centuries. And they were like, sounds good. And they signed this contract. They were like, fuck So them. they believe that this mythical creature is coming back. And that's why there's all these earthquakes. And that's why everybody's going crazy. And Picard's like, fuck that. I'm going down on the planet's surface. This Ardra person, the name of the devil person is Ardra, is not coming. And I'm just going to try to get my hostages Figure out. Figure out what's going on. So they go back to the planet's surface, and I'm just gonna let you play this. She and time's up. She just comes in. It's just like <laughs> we needed a little bit more leeway, but yeah, we, we do need, have that. We'll have it in the yeah. Reassure <clears throat> them. We have scanned the tectonic stress patterns of your planet's crust. There is no evidence that the quakes pose any kind of threat. No, no, no. The threat is from Ardra. You cannot understand. <laughs> If you can at least help us to locate our people. She is here. Nonsense. It is only... Uh Uh-oh. I like her soundtrack. Me too. And her... And dramatic chin up. Fade out. Ardra rules. I love dramatic acting. <laughs> I love dramatic acting. Okay, when they put those eyebrow ridges on you, subtlety's gone, and yeah, you just have to exactly. roll with what's you been lean told to you. Yes. In. And I want to talk about like the rich culture of fashion ponchos that that culture was able to put together yeah. just by being a primarily agrarian society. I know. Um, I think really what love we can them. do with eco fashion. Yeah. It's coming a really long way. It doesn't need to just be hemp. Um, my primary problem with this episode is that because I am down for an energy being with infinite powers. Yeah. Like 
Why are they so damned and determined from the first fucking moments that she's not like a renegade Q? Like, why don't they like, why are they just so certain after? Right. Like the the Federation has encountered so many fucking energy beings. Why are they so certain this one? Does, is not actually omnipotent. Right, right, right. I kept wondering about that the entire episode. Why does Picard have this feeling that it's not so? Is it because because <clears throat> it's a woman? It's. I think it's. Well, I Shape? mean, if we follow the arc of the episode, it's because he wants to be a lawyer. At the end <laughs> of it, like he's excited to be a lawyer, but it does. That's something I thought of too. It doesn't make any sense because she's doing all the same like mischievous shit. It has all the earmarks of being a cute, and yeah. Beverly suggests it. But maybe it's because Beverly suggested it. <laughs> Beverly in the meeting is like, maybe it's cute. And they're like, no. And then it kind of stayed <laughs> no, in their mouth. because you said it. So probably not. But we're going to keep thinking about it. <laughs> we don't have enough scripted scenes that show a woman pitching an idea and then a man repitching it and getting taken seriously. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's true. Um, so let's see. When they're at the boardroom, let's just. Okay. She is sexy. Uh, is the boardroom scene? Because um, I do like the scene where she like just beams onto the ship. Um, let's see. Well, let's just play. It I, fr- I met my friend James, who does makeup at uh, Strange Angel in CBS All Access, who also did makeup and uh, prosthetics for uh, TNG oh, and cool. DS9 and Voyager. Really? And now he's in Discovery. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is he like head of? I, I yeah, he's head of right now. I, yeah, I would imagine so. I I love a mythology with like a sexy lady trickster god. You yeah. know? Yeah. I love it too. It's yeah. so like delicious also like her she's dressed in like black sparks. You know, black like sparkles. Uh, yeah, I love this. The interesting thing about that, though, also, if her you think about the way that the, the episode exits her at the end and like just dethrones her at the end, yeah. she leaves laughing. Like, she leaves laughing, but like at the same time, like how are you really going to undo? Because like your society came together as a reaction to her. Yeah. So she's like no longer powerful. So you're going to fall apart again. I mean, nobody brings that up, but except for me. Um, but the idea of like the founders of this culture creating a boogeyman, a, f- a female boogeyman mm-hmm. to frighten everybody into sort of like social order. Um, I mean, isn't that a beautiful metaphor for I what think- men have done for the past thousand years in our world? It is. It's so amazing. <laughs> yes. I, I, and I want to hang out on this planet because of it. Um, so this And I love her Picard. hair when she's like hitting on Picard. I'm like, yeah. Bigger the hair, closer to God. With emphasis on productivity and economic forecasts. Who are you? (laughs) My, you are forceful, aren't you? My. I like my men to be forceful, at least at the start. Your intention is to be the same. That's all right. I like a challenge. An entire planet has been terrorized because of the suggestion that you're going to enslave the population. Population. True. Of course, I wouldn't put it so melodramatically. Who's melodramatic? It's just a standard contract. I wouldn't put it so melodramatically. So you do purport to be the mythic figure, Ardra. Why can't... I never thought about this until now. Why can't Troy 
tell whether she is an omnipotent energy being or just a lady with a ship. Uh, thank you. Why can't she just be like, she's lying, guys? Thank you. Like, Troy's skills are so useless. I know. They just don't utilize they need any of her. Yeah. The writers just forget yeah. that she's there all the time. There's not a story if you let her be what she could be. But also, we have Feklar coming up, and I have oh, we to... Want, we need to see Feklar. Yeah. Uh, Feklar is, of course, Klingon the devil. Feklar. But I am. Klingon the devil. Where the dishonored go when they die. So actually, I love Klingon Colin the devil. I love this. I he works out at Equinox. I've seen that guy on the rack. Um, I think he might actually be a trainer. I love uh, so, guy, weigh in on Feklar for me. Um, I just love him so much because Sue Murphy, a great comic from San Francisco, has a bit about him that she's been doing forever. And just the idea of, like, I love Stovacor. I love, like like Klingon Valhalla and just the notion of like the guy who punishes you for being a cowardly Klingon. It's so wonderful. And it's just like, what a good word. Feklar. Like, yeah, that's good. Star Trek at its best is having like a real respect. The top one. Um, I'm going to add, I'm going to, I don't know that Sue Murphy is on Twitter. All right. Well, um, I don't think she is. Cause this is an Irish person. Yes. Well, I'm assuming Sue Murphy might also be Irish in some way, but uh, find Sue Murphy for us listeners and enjoy her comedy. Also, Feklar, I think uh, the only vowel in the word <laughs> is an H. I think it is <laughs> really? like Fe- FK Clar. apostrophe LHR or something uh, ridiculous like that. Feklar. It's, like the- it's like an app. Yes. I mean, it's what I want from <laughs> Star Trek. Feklar now. Did you guys meet on Tinder? Actually, met on Feklar. Um, he is. Yeah, he doesn't really do Bumble. Um, he likes to hit up first. Too, I am called Ardra. The same Ardra. This woman studied voice for acting. Ago today. So if her, if her, if she's like this mythic, like really impro- prominent mythic figure in this culture, there are certainly fragrances called Ardra. <laughs> On Ventax too, like there's no question because yes. divine. I mean, there's a million fragrances called like God Divine, whatever on yes. this planet. So like there's, there's a definitely an God? Ardra, Ardra. There's like an Ardra Red. There's an Ardra Heat. There's like a pink Ardra. Because like know. having a religion that like so centers a bad girl, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like um, there, you, uh, also it you, is lit. You know that there were musical scenes that were very much like we're taking this term back. Yes, you know? for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like in the 80s, whatever the equivalent of the 80s was, there was a yes. huge like renaissance for the idea of our dress. So there's yeah. got to be people on this planet who are like, maybe this is a good thing, guys. It's kind of like they're the people at the top of the building in Independence Day that are like, we're excited. <laughs> our dress coming. And they're like, Soup. and I feel like if that if she actually met those people, she'd be like, sick, my people, right. <laughs> my people. All right. This is the fragrance ad. Uh, can I get a possible to get reverb? Sorry, guys. Just a word of us for my our sponsors. <clears throat> I'm Kintabo Six. <laughs> Why would I say my name to begin with the commercial? <laughs> All right, this is terrifying. Okay, and now 
a word from our sponsors. Ardra. Ardra. All right, that's it. We can't <laughs> make it stop. I think the sweeping reforms that allowed wow. them to clean up their planet also required that people identify themselves by name before any fragrance ads. It's a lot yes. like, you know, I, I'm Bernie sweeping Sanders and I endorse this uh, like yeah. ad. Yeah, you, if it's you're, a, a law. I'm, I'm Zoe Kravitz and this is about to be a commercial for Ardra. The fragrance. Exactly. All right. <clears throat> I'm Tom Hanks. And, <laughs> and I'm here. And I'm Canada Riker. <laughs> it's like Riker's granddaughter, yeah, and yeah. she's like named Canada, and it's like ironic. <laughs> uh, which is what I wanted uh, Elvis Presley's granddaughter to do. I'm like, why are you not named like Elvis? <laughs> oh, or yeah, Pre that's Casey Kale. She's mm. in the girlfriend experience. Kaya. Riley Casey Keogh? Riley Yeah, Keogh. Riley Keogh. Oh. Oh, yeah. See, she should have named know that herself was Elvis. Elvis' granddaughter. Yeah. Mm. Well, in a way, aren't we all? Yes. Yes. That's okay. fair. <laughs> I'm sure, like at least twenty people are. So, Ardra gets a real crush on Picard, of course, and they could be the power couple of the century. But they could be. instead, I mean, alternate, this could be us, but alternate you pitch. Wouldn't it be amazing if Picard, instead of being just soups frustrated with this lady, was just like, no, I'm kind of Super into her, boner. and then they had this like kind of on and off romance. I mean, that's what ends up happening with Q and, and Janeway. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, and there was there was that lady, that like explorer lady who Vosh. like Vosh, mm -hmm. like, and that was like kind of cute and kind of cool. But I, it, if you had had just a little bit of will they, won't they between mm -hmm. Picard and an energy being. Th th yeah. The reason they didn't is because she's supposed to be bad, like hurting these people. And, yeah. and Picard... Oh, oh, oh. What are you doing? Oh, a bad romance. Okay. Veronica communicates. One of the ways Veronica communicates is in song clips 14 to 20 seconds later than the thing has come up. It's understandable. That's that's Picard and Ardra. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, this has been great. Um, so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to go as fast as you guys are dogging. Um, so, uh, fuck. Oh yeah, but the the, the idea being that Vardra can't Ardra can't be like Bosch because she's doing bad things, and like Picard can never like somebody who's doing bad stuff because it's too much of a kids show, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Is it a kids show? <clears throat> we just didn't like moral ambiguity in the eighties. Yeah, we didn't. No, we did not like that. Every episode is a very special episode. No, yeah. Walter White's in the eighty in the nineties. Nope. For the release of the Federation hostages. Hostages? Is this true? Uh, yes, Ardra. Panic gripped the people as the time of your return grew closer. Yes, I do have that effect on people. See that the hostages are released. Now? Uh, immediately. Let us not cloud this with bit players, Picard. You will not leave because you find me irresistible. <laughs> Interesting note. She brings up later that they won't leave because she is entitled to own them as well because they're on the planet. So it's like she went back up to her ship and was like, oh, wait. <laughs> She's yeah. literally you know? stealing my MO <laughs> when I hit on people. I thought of that. That's when how you, I hit on people. I thought of that when I saw her do that. I was like, this is so Veronica. Yeah, I'll leave like... So Picard gets super obsessed with him. Bother with contracts. 
or economic forecast. This is how the way that they dismiss that he's... be another refugee from the Q continuum? For that matter, could she be Q? Q would never bother with contracts. Or economic forecasts. I noticed that too, Counselor. I mean, that's a great point. Mm -hmm. Why does she want all of the root vegetables from this planet <laughs> yeah. if she is a Q? If she's Q, yeah. I, I Q get don't run on no root vegetables. Exactly. I get and respect that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Q runs on pure mischief. I have the distinct impression of being in the presence of a... Q is Puck. A flim-flam artist. But her powers... Butter emails. Um, <laughs> Worf is so butter emails. That's that's hilarious. Um, yeah. So he, they bring up they bring up the fact that like everything she's doing is like stuff that they could also do, um, and they figure so they've realized that like they could trace maybe like how the tremors are happening. So they they get Jordy and the science guy and Stella McCartney to go down to the planet's surface and figure out where are these tremors even coming from. This is visual, but can we see how cool Jordy is throughout the scene? Powers are the best unclear. I'll have to describe him. Transported technology can make things appear and disappear. Don't make Worf. I hate when they talk down to Worf. Well, he's doing stupid shit. Created by holographic projection. And creating a minor tremor could be the result of a low-frequency tractor beam. Then why can't they sense any of these things? We are capable of... Creating a low... <laughs> creating a low frequency tractor beam is the kind of thing that the one percenters I didn't they, they didn't even establish him when he started speaking I was like startled yeah, I'm like oh, there. who's, who's uh, here alright yet again what the fuck is Jordy's visor for if not to be like oh before she transformed <laughs> she was surrounded by a cloud of hologram particles or whatever that led directly to a ship that yeah. I can see. I like the idea that Jordy's like, I don't want to overstep. <laughs> like, he's just like, feel like people know this too, right? Or maybe he's like lost track of what people see and don't see, you know? And he's like, oh, maybe it, I don't want to be, you know. Oh, that's There's a great like, point. He's like, Troy's like, listen, I really want them to give me a chance at like deducing one of these mysteries. So like, I know you can see it, everything. You hang back. So the whole time, Jordy's just looking at Troy being like, come on, say something. Can say something? And Troy's like, <laughs> I figured it all out. I can't. I, I didn't find. I'm sorry. I didn't find like a spot to like step in. If you can just hold it back for a little more. Okay. A little longer. But next time, do you just got to jump in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll find, I'll find, I'll find my way. During okay. those wars that, um, where Khan came about, mm -hmm. what are the, the mutant wars or, Whatever they were called. Uh, this is not the podcast on which lost, you'll find that information. They, they lost Lean In. The point is, yeah. is that culturally Lean In was lost. Yes. And so Troy didn't have access to that and didn't understand that she could just like take a seat at the table, right. you know, and assert her place. So she can sense Q, right? Like yeah. she can sense yeah. what a Q is doing. Yeah. Like I'm saying, like even if she, mm, like, you know how maybe she wasn't even attempting it because she's like, oh, it's a Q. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know guys. why she doesn't say it does not feel exactly like you. It's yeah. not Q. She should say something. I mean, she did notice something about like the the financial part, but uh, mm -hmm. there should have been any kind of line. I sense any budgetary line. restrictions <laughs> for this episode. Um, so here's a picture of Jordy as requested. Look, leaning, lean back. Um, yeah, he's gorgeous. What are you, you going to say? He's just so chill. I don't know. So they get out of the meeting and they come aboard the bridge and this bitch is just straight up in the captain's seat. Again, my M.O. Worf tries to <laughs> take her off, grab her. They don't ever explain what that, by the way, what she does to Worf in that scene. Yeah. 
Eye, oh, eye phasers, because she can control shit with her eyes. I was really hoping you'd try it yourself. Transporter room three. Lock onto the intruder and transport her to Ugh. the planet surface. That's like an Alexander nice McQueen sir. dress. Also, this not explains. Benson, put up the shields until further notice. That they can yes, transport her? Yeah. Whatever you say. We are not impressed with your magic tricks. I pity you. That's we true. We live in a universe of magic, which evidently you cannot see. Audra, the fragrance. Ah, my pale friend has returned. <laughs> have you finished examining the contract? I have, sir. Report, Mr. Data. Contract agrees to deliver the people of Ventax II into the personal servitude of Ardra after 1,000 years of peace. I have compared the terms to the body of laws which govern the planet. The language of the agreement is correct in every detail, sir. Such speed and accuracy. You're much too talented to be human. I am an android. Android? Uh, she knew that. She How was just leading. An unexpected bonus. Bonus? Yes. When the contract came to term, I gained clear title to the planet. Anything on the surface, in the air, or in orbit. So you see, the Enterprise belongs to me now as well. Yeah! Yeah! I'm afraid the contract could be interpreted in that way, sir. Yeah, the contract can be interpreted in that way. But, like, the Constitution can be interpreted to mean that... Trump can do whatever he wants. There's a much better resolution to this situation than the one that we're given. Like, the contract clearly states, Ardra provides a thousand years of peace and prosperity, and then she gets the planet. Mm -hmm. And what the fuck has been going on on Ventax 2 for the past couple of weeks? Chaos. Yeah. Okay? She did not provide a thousand years. She provided 999 and a couple of months. Why not just come up with, yes, but there has been chaos. You did not do what you were supposed to. Oh, my but God, nine, guy. Nine, nine, nine and the, 50 weeks. They need to, like, unmask guy, her. Oh, my God. Have I, I love, I I'm love gonna, your I'm brain. Gonna, I'm going to take... I'm gonna, t I'm, I'm gonna, gonna dissect your brain, you, and I'm gonna fucking force you to watch the Good Fight. It's it pisses me it's off. It's really good. It it's irritates really me good. so much Everyone that you haven't says watched it's this. It's so good. It's and it's it's a show designed for you. Yeah. It's so good. Um, for your mental this math, this is another that you reason do that plot. this episode is great for you because legally you are superior to anybody who's written this episode. So that's a great argument, of course. They, she didn't fulfill the terms of the contract. Easy, yes. easy, boom. Another, uh, an alternate theory I had was like, what if they just are like, okay, the planet's yours, and then she just gets to take whatever turnips she wants. She can't possibly need all of the turnips from the planet. <laughs> the Vantax turnips. She just gets yeah, to take the beets. It's like not. She just gets to be the Beyonce of the planet. For, for something. They need one. <laughs> she already is that anyway. They probably already have shrines dedicated to her. Yeah, I, I mean, that would be a really interesting episode if it's like, yeah, things work better here if they've got this religion. Yeah. Um, and just have her really hang cool. out. Yeah. And like get fed and like palm fronds and shit like that and just get to be a super awesome celebrity on the planet. And she gets like slaves to like go down on her. I, exactly. I don't see why that's people. I, there's got to be. It's a whole planet. There's definitely some I, people whose thing it is to be the slave. I mean, blue, <laughs> and like Blue Poncho is still going to be doing 95% of the administration. It's true. I know. You mean the guy who likes looks like um, uh, BJ Novak mixed with that guy from every <laughs> Coen Brothers movie? Yes. Mm. Oh, John Turturro. John Turturro and BJ <laughs> Novak. Baby. Yeah. John yes. Turturro, <clears throat> BJ Novak, blue guy. 
Blue Poncho. Um, so, but <laughs> this is my favorite scene of the whole episode. To expose her for the fraud she is. It's Picard like drinking coffee and working furiously at his laptop to try to figure out how to best her. You wish to see me, sir? This is at the point yes, where this is about to become a full legal drama. A wise man once said, "There is a sucker born every minute." Barnum, sir. PT. I've been examining the dynamics of what used to be called the con game. This is embarrassing, right? This guy's uncomfortable. Sir, do you believe Ardra is, to use the vernacular, a con artist? Yes, I do, Data. And I believe it is our job to out-con the con artist. I wish somebody from the Federation was there to be like, no! Super not your job. Here's the thing. <laughs> like the like, crazy thing is, I employ you, and that is definitely not really your job. Really off right. the mission. <laughs> Bring our anthropologist back. We just wanted to not have our anthropologist job. <laughs> like revenge is not part. So the anthropologist still aboard your ship, right? Not back at their starbase with their families. Um, so because Picard is ups- the other thing is. And the criticism is Picard is so obsessed with besting this woman. It's like he is into her a little bit. Yes, absolutely. Clearly. Oh yeah, five minutes left. Okay, hate fight. So we have five minutes to wrap this thing I'm up. Sorry. Any scenes that we do, we don't have time for your apologies. Coming so. on to Picard. There was one legal thing that came up that I really enjoyed when they pulled the one Ventaxian law. I liked that it was about choice of law. It was about a, like an extremely fussy area of the law. Well, when you have parties from two different planets, you're allowed to go to an arbitrator, which is like the like the fussiest kind of law. Yeah, okay. it was very like Here's that blurry. Scene. Toxian law, which may be of interest. Yes. The case involves a contract dispute over services <laughs> rendered by a Klingon like, craftsman on the construction of a Ventoxian home. Because I want to read this case so bad. Culture, the parties decided that arbitration, rather than the courts, should resolve the issue. Both parties agreed to choose an arbitrator. It is the only known case. Oh, Crandar versus Gimlax. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well done, Data. <laughs> Shuttlecraft one to Enterprise, and then the Enterprise Remember? disappears. So they go to court, and they decide that. Well, she picks Data. She picks Data as the and, arbitrator. And Picard is like, and Data's like, no, I'm gonna be too r- good at being neutral. You, I love a good arm. By all rights, your body is already mine. Oh, but I want more. I want your heart, your mind, your soul, and I want you to give them to me without resistance. That's what I tell all my crushes. It's another, it's like basically another idea for a fragrance. I have it. (laughs) Just this scene alone. It's so amazing. So she wants Picard to be her boy toy, but also to be like basically her boyfriend. (laughs) And so that's what she's wagering. And he's like, if I win this case, then you will leave. And fucking cut to the end they and Picard do Picard agrees as if as if like he was gonna do that it's whatever so obviously they win the case based on the fact that they finally figured out where her ship is and they figure out her all her powers and stuff and so she's like whoops they caught me and so she like decides to leave have and I will just be on my way and the Ventaxians are like nah bitch fabulous I love this dress. The contract is hereby dissolved. 
two types of velvet is adjourned. Thank you, Captain Picard. You saved our lives. No, Jared. As I Jared. Tried to tell you, you saved your own lives a long time ago. It's the most popular uh, Earth name in all of the planets. I know. <laughs> yeah, Jared. sir. Your Honor. You would have had a lot more fun if you'd lost. True. Till we meet again, Jean-Luc Picard of the Starship Enterprise. I love how she takes her fall just like... <laughs> yeah, that's what's crazy about this. It's like, so they didn't just say, they didn't say... I thought this was interesting. They didn't say like, so the Enterprise... So Jordy's like on her ship right now. Yeah. Did they leave her ship? Like, did they just... Like, okay, you... Give it over to the Ventaxians, I guess, right? I mean, it is the situation of, like, why aren't there more people from, like, Federation planets going and pretending to be gods? Yeah. This story would be so so much better if she were, like, a mid-level energy being who they bested, um, like, in court, and she was able to be, like... Which is what they did with Q. Possible girlfriend. Yes. Um, Like, what's her fate? Yeah, like, sexual tension there. And if I were... um, a cost Jared, I would be like, hey, I need a stable government. You need a gig. Yeah. Why don't you stay? Yes. Open supermarkets, like punish the wicked. Thank you. And thank you. We all get another thousand years out of I this. I love this. It punish would the wicked right part. in this room. Yeah. In the room where it happened. <laughs> this would be the new, like, the, de- their, their new government would be established right now, right in front of Picard, which yeah. is what he would fucking love. But Picard, like, hates her and doesn't want her to have anything, which is like, it's almost like they were married. You know? <laughs> Oh, that's interesting. If we had seen like a Picard ex-wife, that would be really good. Oh, yes. Anyway, this episode, the reason we're fr- oh, yeah. I'm frustrated with it, um, I give it a an eight van taxes out of two, um, which it, it, with the van tax system, it's a little hard, but it's like the basically the it's same like as like six out of ten. Yeah. So, um, but I'm so frustrated with it because it has so much potential to be more uh, yet again. And this woman is amazing. And I want to see more of her. I feel like it could have been a two parter, guys. That's all I'm saying. I rest. Am I supposed to rate it? Uh, yeah. I would like to give it um, six uh, Picard sleep shorts and kimonos <laughs> uh, yeah. out of ten. Because okay. it really is fun and campy. And of course it like mm-hmm. shuts down the woman of power at the end. Because mm-hmm. these stories always do. But it like gives you such a world to play with. If I were watching this when I was 11 years old, like back when it was originally coming on, I would have been like... Fuck yeah. Who's she? What's this society yes. that, whose preoccupation is this like female pain bringer who's also super legalistic? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's basically like a legalistic hot and shot intense. lawyer from like a space law firm. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. Who like got disbarred, like space disbarred. <laughs> and like came out and she's like, so now she's just a renegade. Just fucker. swindling people with contracts yeah. they didn't read. <laughs> she's like T Mobile. <laughs> All right. What's what do you rate it? Um I think no. I, I, six no? is too much. <laughs> I rate it no. Okay, <laughs> it's a Ventaxian rating system where it means sort of like it's like a it's like fifty fifty. I'm at five. Five out of ten. All right. What? Five, five, five out of ten. Out what? Out of ten bones. Bones? Just bones. Okay. <laughs> well, Just guys, bones. I know you have to go to therapy and take care of you know your yes. issues. Your, yourself. 
Um, we have oh, an announcement. We have an today. announcement. Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> Announcing. Our Twitter and Instagram is at Trex Fashion. Follow us for more <laughs> of it. And our Patreon. You can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Trex in the City. Subscribe today or any other day. <laughs> and you can find Guy Branham on Twitter and Instagram at Guy Branham. Guy Branham. And it's B R. A-N-U-M? Yep, that's wow, it. Wow, look at me go. Um, wow. Ask him anything about Canada and he might respond. <laughs> Guys, have a wonderful week and we'll see you next week on Treks in the, the City. Treks in the City, the where city. we come to Treks. Ah. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Engineered and mastered by Alex Sarche. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.